This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. Throughout it, I always share ahas, insights, and tips to enhance and support your book publishing journey. And my goal is always to support your book and your success. So if you're on Twitter, please connect with me on at my book shepherd. And if on Facebook, why not join my book publishing group to share your news or ask questions um, or anything else that's going on in your authoring and publishing life. And of course, you can always email me at Judith at Daily, I post throughout my social media world a favorite quote from my book, Snappy, Sassy, Salty, Success for Authors and Writers. So today's quote is, are you waiting for inspiration? It will be your downfall. You might as well wait for your winning number for the lottery to be called. Dive into something with your words, anything, even gibberish. See what bubbles up. So with that said, we have a fabulous guest with us. Um, I've known Derek Depker for a long time, and I had the pleasure of having him with us um, on our Publishing at Sea cruise uh, that was, what, a month or so ago, and that he wowed our attendees. They loved some of the things that he was uh, opening up, their, from their thoughts, their strategies, their ideas. His, his website is called thebestsellersecrets.com. Derek Depker is also an author, a best-selling author in his own right. And one of the programs he did on the Publishing at Sea Cruise was called Aspire. And I said, you know, Derek, I'd love to do this on our podcast. Just take them through what you do in this process so that become one of those best-selling and award-winning authors that sticks. So welcome to the show. You're ready to go? I'm ready to go, Judith. Thanks for having me. All right. So what is Aspire? <laughs> Let's just start there. Yeah, so Aspire, it's a summary of the most effective ways to promote your book to get actual book sales. Once you have a book out and you have the cover designed and it looks great, you have a great description, you have all those core pieces in place. Then the question is, how do you actually get people to discover your work and buy your book? And I came up with the method by studying what the most successful authors do, looking at strategies I've applied, as well as just you know authors across different genres. And I, the inspiration for creating it was because I had an issue. I noticed a lot of other authors have this issue, and that is information overload. There's so many things out there that you can do to promote your book. And I'm very much an 80-20 guy, meaning I look at what's the 
what are the few things that really move the needle? What's the 20% of things that you can do that get you 80% of the results? And when I looked at it through that lens, I realized you don't have to do a thousand and one things to promote your book. There's just a handful of core strategies where if you do each of these, or even if you just pick a couple of these strategies and really go deep with them based off of what's a fit for your book, that can generate potentially you know, thousands of sales, take you to the best-selling author status. And uh, that's the intention behind Aspire. Uh, so it's it's an acronym. And uh, whenever you're ready, we can dive into it and go through the specifics. Absolutely. You know, and I and I love it, Derek, that you bring up the thing that the, the old 80-20, actually, I shifted to 90. <laughs> it's going to be, I go to 90-10 um, on, on those things. It's going to be, uh, you know, that magic 10% that really creates the massive results. And, 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 and actually, maybe what I'm doing is narrowing it more on that, because my concern is that too many offers, you know, they get caught in the fire hose. It is a fire hose of things to do that are trying to grab your attention and they keep trying to do them all and what they do is end up failing at so many and they they throw in the towel i mean i'm sure you've seen that is that right yeah i've seen that you know it is like a fire hose of information out there so it's a a double-edged sword it's nice to know that there's a lot of different options and strategies uh, for you even as we go through the aspire method as it's a it's a simplification, but as you're listening to this, uh, keep in mind, you don't have to do every single thing even I'm going to be talking about. It's picking a mm-hmm. few things, as you say, the 90-10, you know, pick a mm-hmm. few things that can really work for you, and it's much better to go really deep uh, with a, a few core strategies than trying to do it all. And I, I like the Bruce Lee quote, uh, I fear the man, not the man who's practiced 10,000 kicks once, but the man who's practiced one kick 10,000 times. And that's oh, not just yeah. a martial arts concept it's yep. really this idea of you know taking one thing and going really deep with it i love that quote all right so i'm ready to jump in everyone hope you have your pencils and paper out because we're ready to just kind of find maybe that one nugget just that one nugget that will be explosive for you all right you're on yeah all right yeah let's jump in and, and so yeah listen for the one nugget as we go through this and that would be my recommendation have the lens of like okay if there's only one thing i can take from this and start to apply what would it be and so we'll start out you got your pens papers out anything that you're taking notes of course if you're driving then you know just listen in uh first thing is a of the aspire method and a stands for ads and advertising and, you know, years ago, you could get a lot more organic reach through social media, even just showing up on Amazon and book retailers through keywords. And, of course, those are still great strategies. We'll talk a little bit about uh, things like social media. Uh, at this point in time, though, as competition increases, it becomes much more of a pay-to-play type of scenario, where if you want to get exposure, if you want to get discovered, this is a business. And just like most businesses out there, uh, it means oftentimes running ads to promote your book. And the great thing is, you know, as we're going into this, don't think you have to drop thousands of dollars when you're starting out on advertisement to get the word out there. We'll also cover free strategies. However, I do recommend investing some money into ads uh, to get the word out and to get some initial momentum. And the great thing about ads is that you can kind of just run them whatever you want. And so in terms of the different platforms for advertising, you have things like Amazon ads for promoting a book on Amazon. And that will work for many books. There are some categories and some types of books that you can't do Amazon ads for. Um, 
you know, for some erotica genres or some things with certain types of covers or messages aren't allowed. For most books, though, you can run ads on Amazon and target people who are searching for similar authors, searching for keyword terms, searching and finding different books that are related to yours. So Amazon ads are typically where I recommend most authors start out in the advertising world. There's also the ad site that will allow you to promote discount books. So things like bargain books here, free books here, and BookBub, and so on and so forth. So these are places that if you have a free book, a 99-cent ebook, things like that, then you can run ads and promotions on these sites to promote the book. You have things like Facebook and Instagram ads. And the great thing about a platform like Facebook is that the audience is massive. It doesn't really matter what genre you write in. Chances are you can find uh, at least a good portion of your audience on Facebook. And you can then either promote your books directly for sale, or you can use things like Facebook to build your email list or do a giveaway and promote uh, run ads to a giveaway that will build your email list. So thinking about building your email list as well as getting direct sales through ads. Another ad platform out there is the BookBub self-serve ad platform. And with BookBub ads, uh, there's the BookBub promotion, which is like if your book is selected, they can run a promotion to their email list. There's also the ad platform where you can go in and choose authors that you want to target, meaning fans of those authors will see your advertisement. You can promote people, um, promote the ads to send people directly to your Amazon page or Barnes & Noble or wherever you're selling an ebook. And I also found, this is a a tip that's uh, for something that's working right now as of the time of recording, and that is promoting an audiobook on Chirp. And uh, if we want to get into that a little bit bit more, we can. But right now, the the ad costs are much uh, lower for promoting an audiobook versus an ebook. And I, and I think that is, um, that's kind of, it's interesting. And one of the big things for a lot of audiobook authors, I'm one of those, is that there hasn't been a lot of portals and now they're just starting to open up. So maybe, why don't you, we have like two minutes before our first break here. I'd lo- Can you kiss on Chirp just a little bit? Yeah, so Chirp is a distributor. You can get your audiobook on Chirp if you're going to a place like Findaway Voices or Authors Republic. And on Chirp, you can run discount audiobook deals. So you can discount your audiobook to like 99 cents or a couple bucks. Uh, you still get you know, to about 50% of the royalties, uh, even if you're not exclusive. So um, that's, you know, audiobooks, whole another topic. I know you have podcasts on that, uh, Judith. Uh, just say that if you can get your audiobook on Chirp and run some discount deals and promote it, that's a new opportunity. And I feel like a lot more opportunities like that are going to begin opening up over these coming months and years in the audiobook world. I think so, too. And and I'm glad to hear about that. And also, um, and you, you mentioned that the the deal book BookBub is has a great reputation and that now they've opened up the audiobook also side that when I looked at the differences in the ad costs between like a print book um, and the E and then the audio, it was just significant. I mean, stunningly, what a stunning uh, gap between those two. So um, I don't know how far ahead you can, maybe, maybe you could do this. How far ahead can you plan an advertising campaign? Do you know off the top? 
I have to check it. Uh, last I recall, you had to have at least about a week before you could schedule the discount and, and things like that. Uh, so I would say give it at least a week, uh, but it doesn't have to be months or in advance or anything like that. But you could probably, but you could, we're going to go to break here, but you could you grab, let's say, I want to do something for July. Um, and let's just say this is March. Could I grab something for July now and get that discount? Uh, you could schedule it, and depending on the type of ad you do, if you do a self-serve ad through BookBub, okay. you can pretty much start running the ads um, right away. Right. Right. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms. And it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me today is Derek Depker, and we are talking about his Aspire method with with the A being advertising um, and what you should be doing, what works and what's, what maybe doesn't work as effectively um, a while ago. But we were kissing on and we went to break and some of this got uh, overlaid with the, um, the commercial running into it. So I wanted to just come back to that. And Derek was mentioning Chirp, which is fairly new on the scene. Um, and that is more towards audiobooks. Is that correct, Derek? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So Chirp, Chirp Up. Um, and that the discounting that you could do. So um, that how, how do they go to, is it Chirp.com where you go in and you upload your files? Is that what you do or what, what do we do here? Yeah, to actually get your audiobook on Chirp, you would go through a distributor. And a distributor is a place like findawayvoices.com or authorsrepublic.com. And if you go into one of those places, they'll push your audiobook out to different uh, retailers like Chirp. 
Yeah, you have to be, you have to select it. You have to choose to do it. Um, there's a whole different scenario if you're exclusive uh, to another place. So you might need to change from an exclusive agreement to a non-exclusive agreement. But assuming, let's say you just, you're uploading your book, you know, for the first time, your audiobook, you would upload it, let's say, through Findaway Voices, then they put it on Chirp. Then you can log into Chirp and actually choose to do a discount on your audiobook. And you want to, you got to give yourself about at least a week for them to discount the, the price. Then that ties into the advertising. If you want to uh, advertise this discounted book, then you can go, um, BookBub has kind of two ways of advertising a, a Chirp book. One is where they select it to do a featured deal. And this is, you know, they have to select your book. It's based off of their availability. It's based off the demand. And you'd want to give yourself at least, uh, probably at least a week, if not a couple weeks, and be open in your promotion calendar because they're going to say, hey, these are the dates that we can do it if it's selected. Uh, the other thing, though, is you can do self-serve ads. This is where you just go in, you set up an advertisement yourself, you pay to promote to their, their email list. And this can be done pretty much any time that your your discount is running. I could go up, you can log in right now to a BookBub ad and start running the ads today. Uh, for an ebook or for a for an audiobook that's available on on Chirp, so that's an, more of an on-demand approach to advertise your ebooks or audiobooks. All right, so I like that, and and so he's mentioned he's mentioned Findaway Voices, he's mentioned um, Authors Republic, which by the way open up a huge amount of distribution channels to you, um, and it's it doesn't have to all be. I think a lot of people still believe Derek that ACX is the only place they can put their audio books up. And that's just not true. Yeah, it's not true. And you can even, if you're non-exclusive with ACX, if you have a book on ACX that's non-exclusive, you can still go over to Authors Republic or Findaway Voices and add your book there to get to some of these other retailers. So there you go. So it, it, it's called, it's really a big distribution. All right. So anything else in the advertising before we jump to our next segment? Um, no, again, I would just say, um, you know, that you might be, if this is your first time hearing about this, you might be like, oh, I just heard about Chirp and BookBub and these different promotion sites and all these things. Uh, my intention here is to just plant the seed right now. And then, you know, uh, for instance, BookBub, they have plenty of free articles on their blog that will walk you through the process of running promotions using their advertising platform and, and things like that. So the resources are available for uh, for you. Even Facebook has a whole free training on how to use their Facebook ads and uh, things like that. So there's plenty of resources out there. Once you've identified what you want to dive deeper into, just know that you can you can go out there and find more information that'll walk you through the more practical side of how to do this step by step. That's great. And I'm going to um, mention a site that I love to go to for all of you. If you if you haven't used, well, there's two you can use, certainly. Socialmediaexaminer.com uh, is a great site for lots of stuff. Um, and then, of course, there's the magic YouTube, <laughs> the, the, the number two search engine behind Google. All right. So we're on S. What does S stand for, Derek? S stands for social media. And mm -hmm. social media... If, as you may already know, it's going to be many different sites would fall under social media. So places like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube is even, I wouldn't necessarily consider it exactly social media, but you might kind of categorize it a little bit under that, uh, that category to a degree. And so 
these are places where you can obviously interact with your fans, uh, places where you can post updates and, and all kinds of things that you can do on social media. And so well, one big takeaway that I give with social media, and, and I can appreciate if someone's like, oh, I'm not big on social media in terms of, you know, you getting getting in the rabbit hole of spending a lot of time on social media. Whether you like to do it in it, that's that's an issue because then end up spending maybe too much time there. Or whether you don't like to do it, the big thing about social media uh, that I would say is uh, you don't have to be everywhere. This comes back to eighty twenty or ninety yeah. ten. You don't yeah. have to be on every social uh, social media platform. Yeah, did you have a comment on that, Judith? Nope. No, I agree with you. You 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 know my you can't kiss all the girls. And so just pick one or two to start with. That's it. And, and you know, if, if you're a business book, I'm just going to tell you the two places you need to be is Twitter and LinkedIn. Don't worry about anything else right now and get comfortable um, before you ever thought of expanding. But that's that's just kind of my two bits. Start with little steps because this is where you can get overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. Starting with little steps and picking the places that are ideally a combination of where's your where are your ideal readers at? Because if they're not there on that platform, then maybe you want to be there for fun, but you're probably not going to do much from a business standpoint in terms of selling books if your ideal readers aren't you know in in high amounts on that particular platform. And then also, where is a place that you uh, understand, like I understand Facebook. I've interacted with Facebook ever since it, it came out. So I kind of get the Facebook world, so to speak. And with anything though, if it's new, it's going to take some time, um, to get used to the platform. So another thing I recommend is go through the user experience of a particular platform, see how people interact there, see how people kind of, um, use the platform. Like when I got on Instagram and I don't do much on, on Instagram at all, but I kind of got that it's a, a lot of times it's the stories that people are checking out, these Instagram stories. And then in a lot of recent years, Facebook has added it and now Facebook owns Instagram. So you just kind of get used to the, the platform and how it works. And another thing, um, in terms of your intention on social media, it's not necessarily going there and just saying, hey, here's my, you know, go buy my book, right? You can have the occasional promotional post for your book, certainly on any platform, the idea, though, is a lot of times it's about the engagement you get with your audience. Uh, we'll cover email uh, coming up, driving people from your social media back to your email list, ideally, uh, posting updates about, you know, it can be cover reveals. It can be uh, things where you're um, building a, a group of early readers, like a fan club type of thing. So there's a lot of cool things that you can do on social media that it's not necessarily always about posting something straight to sell a book, thinking about engagement, learning more about your fans, um, things like that that you can use social media for. And that's where I really like using places like Facebook is creating a Facebook group, uh, a fan group, an early reader group. And it's great because then you can run surveys, for instance, and posting three book covers and have people vote on their favorite cover and uh, using social media for a lot of purposes like that. And um you know, that's the main things I want to cover social media. Any, uh, anything that you want uh, to I, go into? On I, have that, a, Judith? I, I do. I have a question on that. Um, on Facebook, that it's very common where your outreach, you may have a gazillion contacts, but your outreach may go out to, you know, 18 people or something. Is this when, if you're trying to get input 
what are the what are what are the Facebook gods decide that they're going to open it up for more people to see what you're posting? Okay, so it's a question about getting more people to see your posts on Facebook. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, one thing is if you have like a fan page and you post something to your fan page, uh, not as many people are going to see it these days because Facebook, uh, like many of the other platforms, has become much more pay to play. So if you want to get more exposure, anything that you create that gets a lot of comments and engagement and likes, Facebook will begin to show it to more people. Uh, Facebook will also tend to show your posts more to people that you've been interacting with. So, uh, you know, I'm not the social media expert. One thing that I've I've learned is, you know, if you're, um, let's say you have certain people that you really want to see your posts, you might be commenting on their posts. You might be liking their things, uh, things like that. And the algorithms will be more likely to show your posts to people that you've been engaged with recently. Uh, so there are some mm. people who use this strategically to kind of make a list of their top contacts, the, the people who might be the best fit for their material, and they make a note to be you know, regularly liking and commenting on these particular people's uh, posts. Another thing I'll mention, and this is a universal principle, regardless of whether it's done through Facebook or any social media or really any platform, that is if you're going to reach out to people, I get a lot of these messages, especially on LinkedIn, and it, they're these kind of generic personal messages that I pretty much instantly delete. Uh, it's hard to explain it. You may have seen it if you're on these platforms like, are you interested in XYZ? Well, be sure to download my new book, blah, 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 blah. It's just not mm-hmm. personalized at all. It's just like this mass message that they they sent out to you know, 50, 100 other people that same day. They can feel it. And it just doesn't have that connection. So what I recommend is you can reach out to people But if I'm going to reach out to someone to maybe see if they're interested in being an early reader for a book or something like that, I'm going to personalize the message. I'm going to put their name in there. I'm going to comment on something about them specifically. Uh, You might even send a personal voice message uh, to someone and let them know that this is one-to-one, human-to-human contact. And anything that you can do to personalize your outreach, uh, again, across any platform, that's going to dramatically enhance the results that you get. Mm Mm-hmm. So personalize it. I think that's that's the number one thing I came away with. You gotta personalize stuff if you want to to move out some of this stuff. All right. So social media. Yes, we have before we we, we can kiss. We can start with what the what the magic um, uh, P would be. Yeah. Have- so to re- recap, you have A for ads, S for social media. Now we have P and the word aspire, and P stands for platforms. And the, the way of using platforms is a concept I call platform leveraging. And if you think, you know, what is a platform? It could be a number of things, but I look at it like someone has built an audience, right? So what I'm doing right at this very moment for myself is platform leveraging, meaning, Judith, you've built this podcast. You've built uh, there are people listening to it where if you're listening mm-hmm. to this and you're going, I've never heard of this Derek guy before, but I'm hearing him now. How is it that I got connected with you? And that's because I went on a platform. And so as authors, whether you're a novelist, a fiction author, whether you're a children's book author, whether you're a nonfiction author, advice author, memoir author, doesn't matter. There are platforms that will feature you. And guess All right. So hold that. Derek, hold that because we're going to take one more break and we'll come back and we'll continue the platform path. 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so with me is Derek Depker, and we're really talking about his Aspire method. And I'll just go, A is the advertising side of things. Um, and then the S is the social media um, and it, it tips for there. And now we're on the P side of it, which is your platforms. And Derek mentioned platform leveraging just before we went to the break. So Derek, let's add on to that. Yeah, so platform leveraging, it's thinking uh, someone else has a platform, right? You have your own platform. And then you have other people who built a platform of your ideal readers, your ideal customers. And so uh, one thing uh, here is I mentioned this guest podcasting, which is exactly what I'm doing now. And it's something that each of you as an author, you can go out there and be featured on other people's podcasts, for instance. Right. And uh, like all these things, not saying you have to do that, not saying it's the fit for everyone in the sense that if you just really don't want to speak, then, you know, you don't have to do it. I'll say, though, that uh, I heard this from Thomas Umstadt, who's a great guy, great uh, marketer. Yes, that um, teaches authors, especially novelists, how to how to promote themselves. And he uh, talks about he mentioned like going to the USA Today bestseller list. And I did this and going through like many of the USA Today bestselling authors and across all the different genres, many of them you'll see they're going out there and doing interviews on different podcasts. So uh, a quick note on on this. Let's say a couple of students of mine. One uh, was Lisa. She's a young adult author. She had a theme in her book, which is a lot of like the early 2000s bands, like rock bands and stuff. So she would go on podcasts, not just for young adult authors, but she went on podcasts and radio shows that would talk about music of the era and kind of the, uh, you know, that generation of things. And so she was tying themes from her book into the interviews. Another author, she's a romance author, and her background was as a um, psychologist. And so she used to help people with like their relationships. And then she got into writing romance to kind of, in a sense, teach certain relationship concepts within story form. 
And so she could go on podcasts for not only romance authors, she could also go on love and relationship podcasts and then talk about how her books incorporate these concepts. So I bring this up to point out that there's a lot of clever ways that you can incorporate your message into different interviews and, and podcasts. Now, platforms goes beyond podcasts, but I'll say that that's one of right now the best ways to get the word out there about your book. And uh, Hal Elrod, author of The Miracle Morning, he sold over a million books, self-published, and it you know, took him six, seven years. He said that his number one strategy was guest podcasting. Okay, so that is really probably the, the biggest way I recommend leveraging platforms in terms of the most universal and, and direct relation to building your audience and getting book sales. At the same time, there's things like getting featured on blogs. Uh, you know, some people, they write, I've done this writing for different publications. Uh, so as a nonfiction guy, I've written for success.com, entrepreneur.com, right? These are, again, these are platforms. They have an audience that they've already built. And if you can get featured on these places, that can be a great way to get publicity. And uh, another tip I heard from one of my students, Carolyn Hamilton, she said, think locally. And that's a great strategy mm-hmm. because you might have local publications, local television shows. Um, you might think, uh, I didn't even think about this till someone connected with me from my school. I went to Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee, speaking uh, for a school that you've gone to or graduated from. All right. So there's a lot of opportunities where you might think locally or think where you have a close connection with, get some publicity there, and then use that to build your way up to bigger and bigger platforms. You know, I love it that you mentioned schools because schools love to brag about their alumni. Um, And if you've gone to one, maybe you should include them with what's going on about you. Um, And then if you're going to create a press release, just you have if you have a generic press release about something, maybe something that's going on in your life, you could just modify that in your in your title or in the first paragraph, you know, and add that you're an alumni of the school the name, and you might be surprised what gets picked up here. So, you know, great. That's a great tip, Derek. Yeah, and it also reminds me, speaking of schools, this is a platform that's great for children's book authors. You hear about uh, different uh, children's book authors, even young adult authors who will go to schools and speak. And so speaking uh, in person, on stage, as well as virtually, digitally, through calls or Zoom calls or Skype calls or whatever it is, so that's another way of leveraging uh, these platforms, these schools. And, you know, many children's book authors, that's pretty much their careers, writing their children's books and then going out and speaking at different schools. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there is there there's a lot of a lot of children's authors have been extraordinarily successful. And 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 I'll just do a little ad. If schools are in your your radar here. Go through the library. The librarian at the school is going to be your contact point. Just saying (laughs) for everyone. Yep, exactly. And uh, that can lead us into the next piece of the Aspire Method, Mm -hmm. which is I. And that stands for influencers. So librarians are a type of influencer. Uh, Influencers is kind of a crossover between influencers and platforms. And an influencer, I'll just ask this for your consideration, each of you as you're listening to this. Think about how many books have you purchased that came as a result of someone recommending it? And I, I did this. Huge. Uh, 
yeah, I did this about last year. Speak of speaking of eighty twenty, I was going through my Amazon purchase list of books, and I would say really right about eighty percent of those books. I go, oh, I remember someone that I know recommended that. I remember having a conversation with someone and they recommended that book. And it's just like so many of the books I purchased came from a recommendation. But I'll think about this as an author. Part of being strategic in your marketing is thinking about how can you get other people to recommend your book? If you're the author talking about how great your book is, well, you know, there's a need for some degree of self-promotion. But if it feels a little bit like, I don't want to be overly self-promotional, part of it is, well, you know, just getting over that. But there is a legitimate uh, sense of like, you know, people are going to take anything you say about your book with a grain of salt when you're the author. But when someone that they know, like, and trust recommends your book on your behalf, that has more credibility and they have that influence with their audience. So the question then is, how could you get other people to promote your book for you? And I'll tell you what you do not do. The big mistake is just going to someone that you don't know at all, sending them an email and being like, hi, I'm author of such and such book. Uh, you know, will you promote this to your audience? It's like they don't know you. They don't know your book. They don't know. Like that in and of itself, while you might eventually ask them if they would be open to promoting something, if that's your first point of contact, you know, all that is is a self-serving request to say, I want you to take this audience that you've spent so much time building and just promote my thing for free to them. And, it's, oh. you know, it's not going to work <laughs> for a lot of reasons. And yet I still see some people who do that. Derek, now, I, got, for- I, I got three of those emails just this morning alone. Three of them. Yep. Delete. And, and what do you, D- delete, what do you delete, think when delete. you get those emails? Delete, delete, oh, delete. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes. How fast can my finger move? <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. And so there, you know, I, I do give a, a part of my brain kind of gives the person credit because I'm like, well, at least they're out there asking, you know, uh, at the same time, it's like, it's just all about the author and, and kind of feeling like someone just wants to use you uh, to get something. Right. And so, what I what I'm about to say it can sound like a technique and it's not meant to be a technique as in some uh, like I'm just gonna do X to get Y. It really needs to be coming from a genuine place, and that is when you approach someone, focus on the relationship you have with them and come from a place of not what can I get from this person, but what can I give? Coming from a place of service, coming from a place of, of giving. Like the Zig Ziglar quote, if you help enough people get what they want, you know, you'll get what you want, to paraphrase. And mm-hmm. if that becomes, again, not some sort of technique done in a like, oh, I'm going to like sneakily, you know, make them feel indebted to me by doing something for them. But you really are approaching it from a standpoint of I love what this other person is doing. And I, I give a quick example. I have um, in many of my books, I mention other authors that I like. Sometimes it's actually in the contents of the book, as a, a, like a nonfiction book where I maybe mention a blogger who I really liked and recommend one of their articles. Uh, it can also be in the acknowledgments section of a book. So any author, a novelist could mention in the acknowledgments. These are some of your favorite authors. Uh, maybe even recommending, if you have an audience on social media, on your email list, you're recommending other books that you enjoy. You know, that's a, a giving attitude of, I want to help these other authors or these influencers. I want to help them succeed. 
I really had that attitude. And what ended up happening was by having that attitude, recommending other authors, giving them shout outs, things like that, it started a relationship with those authors. And then weeks or months later, they took an interest in my work. They maybe read uh, some of my books and they promoted and shared my books with their audience. And I've directly seen as a result of other influencers sending emails to their their audience, mm-hmm. hundreds of sales coming in just from them, just from these influencers, right? And so there's a whole art and science to building these relationships and connecting with, with people, especially if you're just starting out. And I'll say that you always have something that you can give. And this is goes down to the deepest level of human psychology. You know, what do we all want as, as human beings? And we want to be seen and validated. So if you get that, what's a way to see and validate someone? Well, a, a real simple thing is if you send someone an email and you give them a sincere compliment for how their work impacted your life. Even better, send them a video testimonial. Right? Send them a testimonial they could use on their website. That's really good. Uh, record a video, upload it to YouTube, reviewing their book. If it's another author, uh, talking about how much you love the book. Even if you don't get a lot of views, just that act alone can go a long way. Where if someone says, hey, I just recorded a, a video review of you know, such and such book of yours, you know, here's where you can check it out. Of course, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> you know, my ego wants to know what they say about my book. Oh, this is cool. And I'm not even necessarily thinking about, oh, do they have a big audience or not? I'm going, that's so cool that this person took the time to record this, this video testimonial, right? And or, or, or I, I'm going to say it. Or, or wrote one, you know, not just video, but wrote one. So one of the things yep. that I recommend, Derek, when people have a book, and reviews start going up. I mean, I think every author, we're, we're coming up to our next final break, but I think every author should be scanning, whether it's email, whether it's a post, a review on Goodreads or on Amazon. Hey, why don't you just take a little section of that and go over and slap it across the board with your social media and thank that person. Th- thank them um, for, for taking their time. Just what Derek's saying here taking their time to review, and they could be complete strangers. Sometimes you know the name of a person who was to review, sometimes it's synonymous. But, uh, you know, I'm a huge believer in that, Derek. You know, I go for that all the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Just making that a consistent part of your day-to-day life of giving acknowledgement to other people. Yes. Okay. So with that, we're going to take our final break. With us is Derek Depker, and we will get through the final part of Aspire. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. 
or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, here we are talking about um, actually your author success, which is what I love. Um, and I love marketing. I've never been afraid of marketing. It's kind of in my DNA. And with us is Derek Depker. And we're really talking about um, some of the best ways to promote your book that don't take a lot of time, not a lot of energy, um, and get you focused so you don't what I call the BB gun approach that too many authors use for book marketing. They just throw everything out there. They scatter like crazy and they hope something sticks. I bet, Derek, you see that all the time too. Yeah. And, you know, I can relate to it in the sense that I, I think as a creative and of which, you know, most, if not all authors are, you know, self-described creative. Uh, there's this idea like, you know, having many different interests. Uh, so wanting to do a lot of different things. So it's a reminder for myself to get, you know, focused and and really again go deep and focus on just a few areas that can really move the needle, and it makes life a lot less stressful, a lot easier if you have. Uh, not that it's always going to be easy, but easier uh, when you're focused on just a few things that can really make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And and it can make a humongous difference um, in your success, your success, which I'm all for. All right, so um, are we ready to jump? To our last two letters, uh, we were on influence. So just repeat, we're spelling out the, he's using the acronym ASPIRE, which is advertising, social media, platforms, and I'm going to add leveraging here, platform leveraging, influence, and I think when we're ready, we're ready to jump to R. Yep. So R and in, I'll make a note here. You said marketing is in your DNA. This is one of the things it'll tie into what we're talking about with influencers and now this R piece, uh, which is, you know, what if you don't, you know, totally love marketing? And 
I can also relate to that when I started out as a musician. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to play music. I don't want to have to do all the business and the promotion side. I just want to create music and go play. And uh, pretty similar to a number of authors who are like, I just want to write the book and then somehow hope mm-hmm. it can tell itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the thing uh, that helped shift it for me is, and this will also help in your practical outreach uh, method, is um, I, I imagine this sort of visualization that I, I noticed I did even just unconsciously. And so you imagine, you know, the right type of people discover your book. And then now imagine they're writing you messages of thanks, saying, I loved your book. Whether it's a novel, they're like, I started reading your book, thought I was just going to read two chapters. I was up all night reading it. I loved it so much. Thank you. You're like my new favorite author. Or if it's a nonfiction type of thing, maybe there's something about your book, you know, that changed their life for the better. It helped them overcome some problem that they were having. And getting into this mentality that your work, whether it's a work of entertainment, whether it's a work of education or inspiration, it really can change people's lives for the better. And you now start to see you have this gift to offer people. And I saw it that way. I'm like, well, who am I to rob these people of this gift? Of course, I'm going to want to let them know about something that can make their life better. So when you're doing outreach to uh, whether it's the influencers, the platforms, or now the, the art piece, there's this shift from uh, you know, even if I'm pitching a podcast to get on or, or letting someone know about the book, the focus is on here's how this book can either improve your life or improve the life of your readers or why they're going to be entertained by it, why they're going to love it. And when you get this, not from an egotistical place of like, I'm the greatest author, and you're going to love it. Not that. It's just a sincere appreciation for the fact that and you're confident that your book can make a positive impact in the right people's lives. Now, all of a sudden, it's an opportunity to serve and to, you know, I guess, give a cliche, like make the world a better place, at least make some people's lives better in some way. It changed at least my whole attitude around marketing. And that ties into now the R piece, which is reader referrals. And reviews kind of fall into this this category. Uh, It's also the idea of like, how do you get your readers to now promote your book? So the Mm -hmm. slight difference between between influencers and readers. Influencers Mm -hmm. might be big name authors. They might be people with a big following. Readers are, you know, let's say, quote unquote, everyday people who are talking about your book to their friends, to maybe uh, reader groups that they're a part of, right? And so the simplest takeaway I can give for this, uh, there's two key things. One is simply reminding people to share your book. Uh, A lot of people would be happy to share your book or recommend it, they, you know, we get busy, most people, myself included, just don't think about it. So letting people know, hey, if you enjoy this book, I'd love it if you, you know, uh, left a review or shared a message on social media, whatever it is. And another thing is how do you make it easy for people to share your book? And this is where a marketing concept of swipe copy, if you're familiar, uh, I know, Judith, you are, but as the listener, if you're familiar with this idea of swipe, it's like a pre-written message that people can take and post. And so think if you've ever seen these click to retweet type of things out there, think how could I write a, like a tweet or a quote for someone where they can just literally copy and paste the message and put it out there. And maybe they reword it, but you're making it easier for people to share about your book. So a real simple message could be if you're a fan of X, Y, and Z, and that could be similar authors, that could be similar books. Uh, then you may love this book I just read called Insert Book Title. And, you know, you could create these little quotes or these little tweets or these little messages that people 
who are your fans, they can just copy and paste that so you make it easy for them to share your book and recommend it. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a practical tip. The big picture principle here is remind people to share your, your book and then make it easy for them to do so. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone, another phrase, what, what he's talking about is this reader's referral. This is another term we use is, you know, love your super fans, love your super fans that that once you start developing, of, of, you know, going through uh, all of Derek's tips here from advertising and the social media and the platforms leveraging and who the influencers are, uh, this reader referral is so phenomenally powerful that when you start developing this that these people will end up doing your marketing for you they love you anything that comes out they will shout out they will tell it they become your army of fans to support you and whatever you're up to and that's just my two bits i wanted to add that in Derek. Yeah, and it also all these things interconnect because it it reminds me like sometimes getting uh, let's say a guest podcasting so platform leveraging sometimes you can ask your fans hey are there any podcasts you think I would be you know that, mm-hmm. that you would recommend I check out or get on or yeah. you, know, you might have people in your audience that actually make a connection for you to someone that gives you more publicity opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yep, and 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 that works both ways. All that and and if you are you know, I have a podcast, like I have a podcast, I get people referring, you know, that I've had a guest saying, oh, Judith, you need to get this person and this person and this person. And I said, great, do a virtual introduction and I'll take it from there. That's all, you, that's all I need. <laughs> and I'll follow up yeah. if I think they're a fit for my audience. So. Yep. Uh, and now, so we've covered the ASPIR, now we're going to E. And it just Final. so happens yep. that... Yep, it just so happens that all all roads lead back to E, uh, and all the ASPIR lead back to E, and E, to me, is the foundation of your business. E stands for email, and your email list is really what I would consider your primary platform. You can have a lot of followers on social media, and that's great. Uh, at the same time, there are people who have big followings on social media who don't make as many sales as people with a smaller but engaged email list. And this could be a whole conversation unto itself about the power of email marketing, about how many sales come from email, about email being uh, probably the highest ROI uh, type of promotional method. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say this, like the big thing with email is always thinking if I have talking about the one thing, like if there's one thing I'm focused on, it's building the email list and then building that relationship with the email list. So um, a couple you know, most mistakes, let's say, that some authors make when it comes to email. Uh, the first one is they just don't have a compelling offer because no one's lying awake at night in bed going, if only I had another email newsletter I could sign up for. Like, uh, if you've been inundated with uh, emails or email newsletters, some authors go, I don't like getting all these emails, so I don't see why email is that important. Well, there's a couple issues. One is you want a compelling offer. And maybe it sounds Captain Obvious to say it, but, uh, you know, just telling people sign up for my newsletter isn't all that compelling. Having either a free book or a free something that uh, people would really want, that needs to be there for people to sign up for your email list. And then creating engaging emails that people actually look forward to reading. And this is what allows you to email more frequently um, 
And I'm not going to say every author needs to email daily necessarily, although in some genres and categories that can actually be really effective. But at least if you're emailing once every six months, get it to at least once a month, then once every you know couple weeks at minimum, because actually emailing less leads to people more likely forgetting about you, not remembering what you're all about. So there's a lot of ways that you can create engaging content. Uh, the simplest thing is a mindset shift, and that is realizing you're not just a you know sending emails saying, hey, I got a new book, buy it, or I got this book on sale, buy it. Of course, you can send promotional emails too. The idea is you are an entertainer. And I mean this even if you're a nonfiction author. You are an entertainer. You are someone who is providing entertainment and providing something that's interesting to people. And so some of the emails I send, it could be funny stories, uh, things that have happened to me, lessons I've got. Uh, it could be articles. If you're a fiction author, you can talk about your life, your writing process, the research that went into your book, some fun fact. There's so many ways that you can uh, create engaging emails. And if you're, not, if you're out of ideas, if you don't know what to do, I highly recommend being a part of other people's email lists that are good at email marketing, and that can give you inspiration for content that you can use. So be inspirational. I mean, and and Derek, I, I, I'm going to, we're wrapping up here. So number one, thank you. Thank you. And guess what, everyone, Derek's going to be back with us next week. And we're going to talk about the pot of gold that he's talking about, the email. How do you develop that email um, where all the roads lead back to it? So that's next week. So I want to let everyone know, but I just, I, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to drill into people the emails is that's where you need to be. So we're going to show you how to do that. Derek, thank you <laughs> for being with us today. Thank you so much, Judith. All right, everyone, we'll be back with you next week. Have a good weekend and keep writing. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.